With the pump team's funding secured, we needed to assemble the cast. But when we saw actors bring Corey's words to life, we realized a few changes might be in order. You can never underestimate the unique properties each actor brings to a role. Sometimes, it can be hard to separate inspiration from reality. And in some instances, the only person for a role is the one who inspired it. One thing was for sure. We wanted a big name to draw as many eyes as possible to pump once it was finished. My name is Jack Stiglmeyer, and this is Before the Sticks, a podcast diving into all that goes on before the director calls action and the famous clapperboard, known as the Sticks, starts a scene. Together, we'll take a deep dive into an independent production, exploring the challenges faced by a team producing a comedy pilot. As co-writer Danny Bellini tells it, Pump had a unique advantage from the very beginning of the writing process. Corey had a vision, and you don't always have a vision. You get a lot of these productions, and you get people who they just want to make something cool, or they just want to make something funny. Corey had a, had a full-on vision. Corey was like, I want to tell this story, I want this lesson, and I want these characters. The most important character was Miles, the gym manager whom Corey had imagined with himself in mind to play the role. Our team believed that attaching a big Hollywood name to Pump would help increase its saleability. With our limited budget, we assumed we had no chance of acquiring a known celebrity for anything more than a cameo. After striking out with Vanilla Ice, who wanted $25,000 for a single day of shooting, and then with singer-songwriter Ashanti, who demanded points, or a percentage ownership stake in the show, we honed in on a familiar face from Corey's inspiration, The Office, the character known as Kevin, played by Brian Bumgarner. I just want to lie on the beach and eat hot dogs. That's all I've ever wanted. So we sent it to Brian, instantly loved it, got that uh, email confirmation. I was like, this is friggin' awesome. And uh, lo and behold, he did not want to just be a cameo. He wanted to be the lead. And I was like, absolutely. Like, if any, if anything's going to happen with this project, like, I don't need to be in it. After having the initial call with Brian, once we got him on board, you know, he, had, I remember him saying at one point, he goes, a lot of shows have A and C, which is good. But he goes, you have A, B, and C. You have B is the heart of the show and why you wrote it. And he goes, not a lot of people have that. We hoped having a well-known celebrity with his experience and comedy chops as our lead would entice buyers and investors for the show moving forward. That said, it was a big step for Corey to relinquish the role he inspired. But having Brian committed and attached to the project was huge. During the writing process, Corey continued to draw inspiration from real life. And I met Glenn working at like I met the actual Glenn when I was working at Jacob's Pickles in the Upper West Side and in my mind I was having a conversation with him I walked away and I'm looking at him from afar from the water cooler and I'm like he's he is Glenn he's gonna be Glenn he's gonna be I forgot the name that I even had for the other guy at one point but it was funny how the characters came to be because some of them I you know friends with you know and wanted to have their personality in it and Glenn right now is one of the most favorited characters in the show. He's literally people's favorite every time they watch it. Like, oh my god, he's so freaking funny. Looking back on the first draft of the script, Glenn was Sven, a tall, blonde, Nordic trainer 
with a penchant for sexual deviancy. While Glenn's physical appearance and backstory changed significantly during the writing process, the sexual deviancy remained throughout. I'm kind of like the shaft of Pump Jam. Like if some shit goes down, I might just take the guy out back and f him up. But if he's cute, maybe I'll just f Comedy was something relatively new for Glenn. And once we got on set, he had a chance to cut loose. I just think, I would say probably the more outrageous things, anything you see that's outrageous, I enjoyed the most. With trainers Glenn and Danny cast, we turned to the rest of the gym staff and the community of gym members that make Pump. We went all out for the casting process, renting a room in a Manhattan casting center for an entire weekend to process not only principal and supporting leads, but extras. Our first audition of the day, an NYU acting student named Lily Brown was also our first character cast that day. The audition was like really quick and I was the first person they saw and they made me improv as if I was like going to work that morning and like opening up at the gym. And I was like, well, full disclosure, I'm really hungover right now. <laughs> and thankfully they thought that that was funny and not like severely unprofessional. But I'm kind of like the center of this place and I know everyone who works here and if they were keeping a secret, I'd have to be keeping that secret too. And I'm not. And I remember saying it kind of like, I'm like the center of this place, like obviously, which is just so fucking funny because no, you're not. <laughs> and that made me laugh so hard. And I remember in my delivery really wanting to be like, for anyone else who would be participating in the gym scene, you would know that I'm the least important person there. For Danny, Lily's in-character approach to her audition was perfect. She came in, she was like one of the first ones. She didn't dress up, she was in pajamas. And she read it perfectly, right off the bat. And I knew right away, I was like, it has to be this girl. I was like, you gotta cast this girl, she's it. Next up was actor and professional wrestler, Mike Taverna. He skipped the pajamas in lieu of a tank top that left very little to the imagination. But like Lily, he too entered his audition a little unsure of his chances of being cast. I walked into that room. Don't get me wrong, you guys had a lot of people auditioning. And I was like, you know what, for an independent pilot slash sizzle, this is good. I remember vibing. I think it was Corey that I was doing the improv with. It was either Craig or Corey I was doing improv with. And I was just like, you know what, this is fun. I was like, I hope I get this. What Mike didn't know was that as a professional wrestler turned actor, he was exactly what we were looking for for the character of Brock. A cocky and insane, but multi-layered character. A lot of Mike's lines and mannerisms were actually improvised on the spot. Brock's this alpha male bully. Brock's got roid rage. So who's the GM here? Sweet baby Jesus. That's how I am at work. But in reality, I'm kind of a quiet, sensitive guy. One of them gave me like the outline of my monologue and they gave me freedom to mess around with it, which was cool as too. Like pretty much, hey, like if you think you should say this, say this. And, and that's another thing too. Like you get on set, if you could collaborate with, with the, the writers and the directors about what you're gonna say, that's another thing that you know is, is, is a good sign of, of a good project. So many of our funniest moments came from that wacky group of mismatched extras we assembled in those casting sessions. You need funny people doing funny things. But some of them just went off. They knew what to do. And I remember the two of them, but the young guy and the older woman who are working out together, 
they're a big part of the sh show now. There's a couple of scenes of them just doing their thing. And they did that in the audition room. He was doing dips and she was doing squats over him. And we were cracking up. And that was honestly some of the best parts that were of the audition process were when we had four to five people in at a time just doing funny things. Those moments completely improvised by our extras actually made it into the final sizzle cut. We had our cast. We had our location. We were ready to shoot. Craig vividly remembers the surprise on Corey's face the first time they walked on to the pump set seeing that reaction on his face. I mean, it's the first time that we'd ever walked onto a set together where it was his vision. It was stuff that he had put a lot of time and energy into. So uh, that pride that I felt, I think, was not just for all of our accomplishments, but it was also like seeing him as the creator of the show, like truly pleased to walk into a room and to see that everything is what, it, what he envisioned it to be. Craig got the chance to witness his brother's dream coming true in real time. For Corey, the experience was surreal. That hit me every step of the way, like, oh man, this is actually happening. Oh wait, pump is actually happening. And then it happened, and I'm like, holy shit, I still can't believe it. Like, it's just still one of these moments that I can't believe. It's wild. Corey even got a chance to direct, something he had never done before. Without Craig relinquishing some control to Corey, we never would have finished filming pump within our limited time frame. Where it got really real, because I'm like, holy crap, because we had to, there was a lot to get. Craig was getting a lot of the interviews with a lot of the other cast members, and I'm like, well, we got to get these Brian stuff. And he was like, all right. And he was like, take camera B, let's go do this. And I was like, cool. This is, it's happening. Like, this is real. It's going to be great now. While Corey may have been unsure of himself, Craig had faith his brother could get the job done. Corey's always been around the process with me and has always been on set. So I knew that he had enough experience to, along with a good team, go and direct those scenes well. Here is a little snippet of the finished product of one scene featuring Brian Bumgarner that Corey got the chance to direct. Hi, I'm Miles. My job. I, uh, I manage a collection of millennials who all believe that fitness is just an Instagram trend. Hashtag gym sexy. Hashtag pump it. Hashtag my life. There's just so many elements to it. There's directing the actors. There's giving proper direction to the camera. Checking your audio and visual levels and making sure things aren't blown out. And like when you're doing things on the fly, telling your gaffer that like, hey, this is way too bright. There's like so much that, come, that comes with it uh, that I remember being a little nervous to know that we were breaking off into two units and I wasn't there to oversee it. But that's why you have a good team around you. For me, the experience on set was amazing. I think I've watched The Office four, maybe five times through, from start to finish. And getting to act alongside Kevin Malone was incredible, if not a little stressful. Picture this. It's starting to rain. We're shooting outside. Limited time to keep equipment safe. Sitcom legend Brian Bumgarner and I have a scene. A scene we didn't have time to rehearse. I flub a line. We go back to the beginning. I flub a line again. We go back to the beginning. I flub the same line a third time. And I hear in the unmistakable voice of Kevin Malone, Oh, come the fuck on! I had pissed off the amiable Brian Bumgarner and I was beet red with embarrassment. On the next take, we got the scene done without any issues. 
but it did not make it into the final cut. And the outtakes? Let's just say, mysteriously disappeared. The truth is, my favorite part of shooting was the office-style confessionals, where I could really improvise and play with my character. Proper fitness, it's not about looking hot. It's about managing your expectations. You know, you're not gonna walk out of here looking like Mark Wahlberg. Maybe Donnie? To see so many different people coming together to make something is always a surreal experience. Craig and Corey's mom, Judy, catered the shoot on a shoestring budget. Craig's girlfriend, Susie, owner of a nail salon, ran hair and makeup. Speaking from personal experience, being an actor on set is by far the most boring role to play. It's the grips, gaffers, lighting designers, and camera people that are working at a breakneck pace to make a shoot come together. Their tireless work behind the scenes is what really makes or breaks a production. We know Pump is funny to us. We wrote it. But how will a live audience react? For the first time ever, we'll be screening Pump at the New York Comedy Short Film Festival in front of about 100 people. Join me next week for a special edition of Before the Sticks, one that focuses on what happens after the sticks. I'll give updates on the audience's and cast's reaction to Pump and chat with John and Eddie about the next steps, including a few exciting updates on what's next for Pump. I'm your host, Jack Stigelmeyer, and this has been Before the Sticks, produced with the support of Hunter College's journalism program. Thank you everyone for listening, and see you next week for another episode of Before the Sticks.